Welcome back, one and all, to the James Kennedy Podcast. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever time it is there, I hope you're awesome. I hope you've been enjoying all of the episodes so far. And don't forget, if there's anyone you would like me to have a chat with, let me know. Put it in the comments, send me a tweet, send me a message, and we'll try and make it happen. That's happened with a few of the guests that have been on. People have recommended them, and I've just gone and got them somehow. But I hope you remember that a few episodes ago, we had the awesome Anthony Slaughter on, leader of the Welsh Green Party. And as well as blowing all of our minds and talking punk rock, he mentioned during the chat a group called Make Votes Matter when I was asking him about proportional representation. I then immediately went and started nagging those guys for somebody to come and speak with me about proportional representation and what those guys are up to. And luckily... The very kind Mr. Owen Winter from Make Votes Matter has come on to date to give us his time and explain what they're up to, what proportional representation is, and how our current system is flawed. Now, many people listening around the world will, will already probably live under a proportional representational voting system. Us in the UK have what's called a first-past-the-post system, and it is a major hindrance to any other political party having the faintest sniff or chance in hell of getting enough power in Parliament to actually have any influence. I'm a member of the Green Party, and this is so frustrating for us because basically, no matter who you vote for in this country, you're going to get the Conservatives or you're going to get Labour because of the way the voting system has been set up. And I think it's intentional. But it leads to massive voter apathy. People just not bothering to vote in the first place because there's no point. And that was, that was me for many years. I just didn't vote for like, you know, over 10 years. I just thought, well, what's the point? You know, I hate both of the major parties, but no one else has got a chance in hell of ever getting in. But then the problem is by not voting at all, you're still inadvertently giving the main two parties what they want, which is a continued monopoly on the Houses of Parliament. And another thing that I suffered with for a long time was this feeling of, well, they're all the same, so there's no point. And again, that's that's more a reflection of our voting system because they're not all the same. You know, there's UKIP, who I hate, by the way, just saying, uh, the Green Party, there's independence, there's lots of choice. But because of the way the voting system is set up, none of them are ever going to get a realistic chance of affecting any kind of influence over power or even, you know, winning and becoming the majority party. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's, it's literally impossible. But that doesn't mean that the choice isn't there. There's tons of choice. Every possible perspective or interest or ideology is represented in a political party somewhere, which is, which is great. That's the way it should be in a, in a healthy, so-called functioning democracy. And luckily, there is a tried and tested alternative to the first-past-the-post system, which is utilized in many countries around the world very effectively, and it's called proportional representation. So I'm really keen to, to, to speak to Owen today, find out why our current system doesn't work, how proportional representation works, and how we can get this thing happening. So from the Make Votes Matter campaign, Mr. Owen Winter, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being with us, man. I mean, I know it's a crazy busy time for the campaign right now with the uh, local elections and everything happening. Um, so really appreciate it. I suppose it would be a good place to start to explain to the listeners who you guys are and what you guys do at Make Votes Matter. Right, yeah. So Make Votes Matter is the single issue campaign for proportional representation in the House of Commons. Uh, We're a totally cross-party and no-party organisation. We were founded uh, in 2015, 2016, 
and yeah, we've been kind of working across the political spectrum um, to get people on board with changing the voting system. And we've uh, also been kind of setting up grassroots action where people can get involved and, you know, like campaign themselves to change the voting system. Oh, that's awesome. I suppose then we should probably start by establishing at the outset what it is about our current system, that, what, how, how does it work and why doesn't it work? Yeah, so the current system is, I think, deceptively simple. Um, so at the moment, we have first past the post, uh, which means that the country is divided into um, areas called constituencies. So in the UK, we have 650 constituencies and each one elects a single MP. Uh, and to be elected as an MP in a constituency, you just need a uh, plurality of votes. You need one more vote than your nearest competitor. Uh, so yeah, that sounds simple, but actually it has a really kind of distorting effect on our politics. Uh, and that's basically because um, to win, like I said, all you need is one more vote than the person who came second. So you don't need a majority in your constituency. Um, and basically all of those votes for other candidates um, don't really go anywhere. They essentially get wasted. Uh, so a, a lot of MPs, um, most of the time MPs are elected on a minority of the vote. They get kind of uh, 35, 40, 45% of the vote. And most people didn't vote to elect them. But then on the flip side of that, there's a problem in areas where MPs get um, a lot of votes for one party. So uh, kind of happens in London or Liverpool for Labour and maybe like more rural areas for the Conservatives, where one candidate has this huge mass of votes. They get like 70 or 80 percent of the votes. Uh, but that means that essentially the seat never changes hands. Um, no one other than that party will ever win it. Um, and in, in that case, most of those votes don't really make much difference to the result either. So all of our politics is focused on what people call marginal seats. Uh, and these are constituencies where the election is fairly close and they might change hands at a general election. So maybe Labour and the Conservatives are fairly even in an area. You'll suddenly get like politicians descending on that constituency campaign. Uh, they'll likely get loads of resources. Uh, people who live there will get dozens and dozens of leaflets through their door. Uh, and essentially, all of politics is about winning over the voters in marginal constituencies. So Make Worse Matters whole message is, we want an electoral system where every vote counts equally, no matter where you live or who you vote for. Um, and we think proportional representation is the way to achieve that. Yeah, it ends up in a very bizarre situation, doesn't it? Where most of the people in a constituency didn't vote for the person that wins. Yeah. And that just seems like such a backwards way of doing things to me. I mean, how did we get to that step? How did, how, did, uh, how did the system come to be set up like that? Yeah, so Britain, I mean, first past the post is relatively new uh, to Britain. Uh, we've only used it for all constituencies since the 1950s, I think. Uh, but it really came to be popular or instituted around the country in 1918. Um, so it kind of grew out of a history of um, constituency representation, which wasn't democratic. Hmm. So before everyone had the vote, um, representation in the House of Commons was more to do with who were the kind of stakeholders, uh, quote unquote, in an area. So it might be that in one area, the local um, 
lord or whatever, uh, you know, the landowner um, sends off someone he likes to parliament to represent that area. Um, and as politics developed to become more democratic, more and more people got the vote so they could go and uh, elect MPs. But we didn't move away from the system where it was land that was the kind of basis of um, elections. So that's why we've got geographic constituencies. Um, and we're fairly unusual as a country to have that as a system. Um, the vast majority of countries use other forms of system, um, but we did manage to kind of export it to uh, different countries around the world through empire. So Canada uses um, first-past-the-post system. The US uses first-past-the-post yeah, well, that was one of the things I was going to ask, actually, um, is which other countries use this crazy backwards system. But I suppose it would make sense that it is the uh, the anglicized kind of former colonial territories. Um, i got to admit, the, the US system has always confused the hell out of me. I haven't got a clue what's happening there. But essentially, what you're saying is, is that it's a, uh, a first-past-the-post system as well. Yeah, it's a hangover of the same idea that um, geography is the important part of politics, not people. Um, which obviously I think is completely wrong. Of course, yeah. And and I think for me personally, I know you know many people will relate to this, the system that we've got, the way that the outcome is always pretty much going to be the same, uh, leads to a sense of apathy. Like, why should I even bother voting? Because the system's rigged in such a way that it's always going to be one of the two major parties anyway, um, even if most of the people in that area didn't vote for them. So what's the point, you know? So which, which I think is quite a corrosive attitude to have in a democracy, because then it, it you know, it, it becomes even less of a democracy if people don't even bother to participate. Yeah, absolutely. I do think it's corrosive. We've seen that in a few different ways recently in Britain. I mean, one of the most striking probably is in Scotland. Uh, it used to be that Labour had all these safe seats, or supposedly safe seats in Scotland, where they would rack up thousands and thousands and thousands of votes. And uh, over time, the kind of leadership was ignoring Scotland because they had to focus on winning marginal seats, which were mostly in England. And I think that's kind of fed into the rise of Scottish nationalism mm. um, and eventually Labour lost all those seats because um, they kind of neglected that area. And I, I think as well with the EU referendum, a lot of people felt really disconnected from their MPs. So when they when their MP said, go out and vote, remain, they kind of said, well, you know, why should we listen to you? You don't listen to us. Yeah. Um, and I, over time, there's a real sense of dissatisfaction with politics dissatisfaction with democracy that, as you say, um, undermines the entire system. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it, that, it's, it's great that there are people such as Make Votes Matter who are highlighting this and also campaigning for it to, to, uh, to be changed. And so for those people then who are completely unfamiliar with how proportional representation or PR um, actually works and what it is, would you be able to give a kind of brief, kind of basic introductionary explanation as to how proportional representation actually works and what it is? Yeah, so it is a bit of a mouthful, proportional representation, but um, the name kind of describes it. We believe that people should be represented in proportion to how they vote. So if 10% uh, of people vote for a party, a political party, we think that party should get 
10% of seats in Parliament or close to that. Uh, so really, it's about making seats in Parliament match how the people have voted, uh, which obviously makes politics much more representative um, yeah, straight away in one in one kind of quick change. Uh, it's used all around the world, as I said before. Um, so there's different kind of ways of configuring it. Uh, different countries have different approaches to PR systems. I probably won't, I wouldn't want to get too bogged down in the details of them. The most important thing that unites all PR systems is that they aim to make parliament represent the country as a whole. Um, and we actually use them as well in the UK. So Scotland and Wales both use PR systems uh, to elect their national parliaments. Um, London uses a PR system to elect its regional assembly. Um, so it's, it's not like first past the post is the only thing out there. Uh, first past the post is an outlier and PR systems are really effective wherever they're used. That's really interesting. And to me, it, it makes total sense. I mean, it seems pretty obvious almost to me that the, the in, a, in, a, in a truly functioning democracy, that the interests of the people should be represented proportionally within Parliament. Surely that's the whole point. <laughs> but I'm guessing there's um, resistance to this idea. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I have my own guesses as to where that may come from. Um, but where, where does the resistance come from to this in your experience? Yeah, so I think you're right. For a lot of people, that does just seem obvious. And it's actually, I meet a surprising number of people who think we already have a system like that. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's so kind of obvious that, yeah, you would, if you didn't know about first past the post, you would just assume that uh, votes are matched in Parliament because that's what a democracy should be like. Uh, probably the, the most resistance to it is from um, people who are already elected under the current system. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, the Conservatives historically have been the biggest advocates of first past the post. Although I should say we have uh, lots of conservative members of the Make Votes Matter Alliance. Um, and also historically, some people in Labour have been in favour of first past the post, although that is changing quite quickly. Um, in terms of public opinion, polls show that the vast majority or at least the large plurality of people would support changing the voting system. It's typically... Typically around half of the people say they want to change it and then maybe a third say they don't know. And then the last little bit is people who like the current system. Uh, but yeah, definitely right. most people are on board. It's just unfortunate that the people who least want to change the voting system are also the people who have the power to do it. Uh, so that's obviously maybe it's Matter's job. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a bit of a problem. It's like the lawmakers benefit from it being this way, but it can only, um, we can only change the system through the very machinery that they're in control of. So it, is it a no-win situation, this, or, or are there roots around it? Uh, well, there, we believe there are roots around it. So um, obviously in the last few years, Make Brits, Make Brits Matter has been campaigning and trying to persuade people, and we've had a lot of successes. Uh, so. At last year's Labour Party conference, for example, 80% of Labour members said that they wanted Labour to back a proportional system. And I think that's feeding through to the MPs. A lot of MPs are now coming out in favour. So uh, on the Labour side, there's a lot of hope. Within the Conservatives, we've also had a few MPs join the campaign recently. Uh, I think 
Derek Thomas in St. Ives was the most recent one. Um, so there is kind of, uh, from a democratic values perspective, even if you have like a self-interest in the system, I think people are waking up to the fact that we could do things much better. Uh, and probably the thing that gives me most hope as a campaigner is seeing uh, places around the world that have changed their voting system. Uh, the vast majority of times countries change their voting systems, they get more proportional. Very few have gone the other way. Uh, and uh, a good example recently is in New Zealand. So New Zealand had a very similar system to ours, um, which they kind of inherited from Britain after empire. Uh, but there was so much kind of dissatisfaction with politics uh, and people were really angry at the way um, government was being run essentially in the 1990s, that there was a big grassroots push to change the voting system. Uh, and eventually the politicians couldn't ignore that. Uh, so they had a referendum, changed the system, and they've been using PR ever since. So I'm hoping wow. that Britain is on a similar path to New Zealand. That's interesting. So, I, yeah, I was going to ask, are there any examples where this transition has happened? And there's a very recent example right there where, where, where a country has actually made that exact shift. That's so interesting that that's happened and, it, and, and that it was a success as well. Yeah, and it was a huge success because they, um, they kind of said, OK, we'll change it and then we'll have a referendum down the line to decide whether people like it. And when they had the second referendum, people came out again and said, no, we like our new system. We, we like the proportionality. Uh, and things have worked really well. So uh, obviously, if you're looking at kind of COVID statistics, New Zealand had a really, really effective response to the COVID pandemic. It's not mm. obviously solely down to the electoral system, but it shows that you can have really effective government with a PR uh, system. Yeah, that's really interesting, man. And I, I'm wondering whether some of that might be to do with the fact that New Zealand is a much more modern country. And Britain being as old as it is, I, I'm wondering, are there sort of like historic uh, infrastructural or cultural things uh, in to, do, to do with the broader way that our politics is exercised in this country um, that would be a hindrance to PR? So even if we had proportional representation, would there still be limitations on what we could actually achieve politically, um, unlike a country that's much younger, like New Zealand, that doesn't have this lengthy, complicated historical baggage that goes back, you know, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years. I don't think so. And I think the reason I um, don't believe it would is that voters are already kind of so far ahead of politicians. So hmm. it might, I mean, politicians have all this baggage. But voters are much more kind of dynamic. And since uh, at least the kind of 1970s, uh, British voters shop around. They don't just have one party that they're completely wedded to. Uh, they don't just like get up and vote for their tribe kind of thing. Uh, people look around yeah. for different options. So we saw, I mean, in the last few years, the rise of UKIP on one side and the Green Party on the other. Uh, True. The SNP, uh, Brexit. Uh, applied in Wales um, you know there's a whole range of kind of it's a very diverse political system at the level of the voters and it's just parliament which isn't kind of keeping up with that um, and also I mean where it's been used in the UK in like I said earlier Scotland Wales London it's been shown to be really effective and voters are actually much more satisfied with their um, representatives under PR systems where we use them in the UK 
So, yeah, I think I think voters in the UK are already there. They're already they have this uh, commitment to democracy. They kind of have pluralistic proportional values, uh, and it's just the system that is holding holding politicians back from you know keeping up with that. Yeah, that's a great point. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm just thinking, just as a just side digression here, what other systems are there around the world? Are there any other models that are used effectively uh, around the world? Or is PR being proven to be the most effective, given what we know about other countries around the world? Um, I mean, there are a few different proposed kind of options. Uh, I don't know if you <laughs> people, I don't remember it really, because it was before I cared about politics, but we did have a referendum on the alternative vote. Uh, it's important to say the alternative vote is not a proportional system, uh, but basically it changes first past the post so that every MP has to get a majority of votes, which kind of sounds like it would fix the problems, but it keeps the problem of um, elections all being decided by geography. So any kind of system which is truly going to represent the country has to get rid of single member constituencies because there's no way one person in each constituency um, can represent all of the views there. So I think AV is used in Australia and that's about it. Um, There's a few different types of proportional representation used around the world. So uh, if you go to any country with PR, it will likely be a little bit different depending on where you are. So Scotland uses a different system to Northern Ireland, for example, but they all kind of have the same principle of votes matching seats. Well, what, um, what's wrong with um, what's wrong with good old fascism? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mentioned that yet. <laughs> well, well, the, the interesting thing is a lot of countries, a lot of non-democracies, still have elections, and they use all kinds of methods to uh, cover up the fact that they're not democratic, including, I mean. Obviously, I'm not comparing Britain and North Korea, but North Korea uses first past the post for its elections. But <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm saying elections with air quotes. <laughs> Obviously, not, not really. Well, in that case, we'll scratch all that. We'll forget about it. We'll just get back to proportional representation. <laughs> so what's going to be needed then to get this over the line? What's it going to take to get the powers that be to enact something that's essentially going to disenfranchise their monopoly? Yeah, well, this is uh, what Make Votes Matter has been working on. Uh, so there's a few different kind of strands to the campaign. Uh, one is grassroots action. So Make Votes Matter has local groups all around the country, and there are new ones being set up all the time. Uh, they are just run by ordinary members of the public who care about uh, changing the voting system. They do really cool stuff like speech stores, events, uh, kind of fun, creative actions to get the word out. And basically, that's all about making, um, well, putting pressure on politicians to listen to voters. Um, We often hear from politicians, they say, oh, well, it's a nice idea, but no one talks about it. So we're trying to make sure people are talking about it. Uh, A second strand of the campaign is our alliance. So Make Votes Matter is kind of linking up politicians, um, campaigners, uh, celebrities, um, like organizations from civil society, trade unions, um, different campaigns who are all committed to PR. So um, we want to make a really loud call from civil society and from prominent individuals. Um, 
and we've got some really interesting people in there. I think Frankie Boyle is a member of our alliance. Uh, That's cool. All the way from Green Party to UKIP. Um, it's very kind of broad. And then the last probably very important point to touch on is what's happening in the Labour Party, which I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, there's a really big push at the moment uh, by Labour members who are working with Labour for a New Democracy, which is a campaign within the Labour Party, uh, to tell Keir Starmer and Labour MPs that they have to back reform. Uh, and that is going really well. Uh, and I think, hopefully, uh, Labour will have PR in its manifesto at the next general election, which will make things much more likely to change um, once one of the big two parties is on board. Mm, yeah, it'd be great if they did, man. That, that would be massive if they did, actually. Um, I mean, it's, it's, as, you're, as you're talking now, I'm feeling a kind of renewed sense of hope and excitement <laughs> you know, about our <laughs> politics in this country. It doesn't have to just be this staid, old, boring, predictable, frustrating outcome every single time. With the implementation of what is a very simple, well-tested and successful model that happens in many countries all around the world, that we could actually have a much broader and fertile and truly representative uh, democracy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's not, it's not just about democracy either. So um, I think all of the democratic reasons are enough reasons to support PR, but also has a really significant effect on policy. And this is one of the things Make Votes Matter has been trying to kind of uh, point out to people is that Countries with PR tend to have better outcomes on things like income inequality or mm. action on climate change or um, you know, sharing public goods. Electoral systems are how we choose our government and how we choose all of our MPs. So it makes complete sense that it has a, an impact on every single political decision we're making. And so I absolutely salute people who want to change things and go out and campaign and stuff but when we live in a system that doesn't really work it's going to be so much harder to achieve all of the things we want to um so i think pr has to be kind of like central to any kind of change in our political system and it could be the key to unlocking better performance on like a really wide range of issues that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In fact, you, you reminded me how Make Votes Matter actually came up in the conversation that I have with the leader of the Welsh Green Party, Anthony Slaughter, when he was on the podcast. And that is exactly the reason why he mentioned PR as being so um, at the forefront of this is because we can hit to the streets and campaign and protest and be civilly disobedient as much as we like. And we should, because that's ultimately the way things get done. But without effective um, change within government, yeah. so much can't happen, you know, and, and, and that's not going to happen whilst we have the current system in place, which effectively just puts a bottleneck on one ideology via two major parties. Yeah, absolutely. And there's only so much you can kind of beg the prime minister who has absolute power to do what you want. At the end of the day, <laughs> if he or she says no, that's kind of it. Uh, whereas yeah. in a PR system, uh, politicians actually have to seek a consensus for their ideas. They have to work across the aisle. Um, and I think that makes for better policy. So in it, in its current form, this, this is a, a totally speculative question, and I, and I understand if you haven't got an answer to this, but if we had PR right now today, how would Parliament look 
do you have any idea of that? Is there is there research on that, given how people vote and, and what, the, what the will on the streets is? Would we have a, an idea of how the makeup of Parliament would look if we had PR right now? Um, it's, it's really hard to say, as you say, because it, it's um, I think people would change how they vote if we had a different system. So that bit True. I can't really account for. But looking around the world and at kind of elections in the UK, which use PR systems, I think it would probably mean um, we'd still probably have the main parties uh, in place. It'd still probably be a Conservative Party and a Labour Party. Uh, you'd likely get a few more MPs from some different parties. So perhaps, like I said, the Liberal Democrats, Greens, um, Formerly UKIP, maybe. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe we should abandon this idea. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, those views exist in society. Um, True. So the only way you're ever going to be able to deal with them or have a like a serious debate is by having people in in Parliament. So you'd probably have a more diverse kind of set of political views within Parliament, and government would likely be uh, some form of coalition. So there would be working across parties uh, instead of just one party in charge that have total power. And that in itself is healthy because it waters down the extremes of both parties, I think, when you have that situation. Well, yeah, and both parties at the moment are essentially coalitions as it is. We've got Conservative Party that goes from or went from Anna Salbury to Jacob Rees-Mogg or whatever, and a Labour Party from Tony Blair to Jeremy Corbyn. Um, yeah, they're just like they're just too big, um, and a PR system would mean voters actually get to choose uh, which parts. You know, who do you want in government from this broad spectrum, rather than being forced to choose? Well, today's Conservative Party candidate is Boris Johnson, uh, but it might be that next week some other some other guy has complete power, uh, and in the Labour Party. You are either picking from someone super left wing or just like kind of left wing. Uh, I think it would put power back in the hands of voters, which um, would be much more democratic. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling excited listening to this, man. I had no idea that it kind of had this um, this reach, you know, I mean, you, you, on, on the surface, it seems like a, a technicality, you know, proportion representation, how are we going to divvy up the vote sort of thing. But when you when you consider the um, ramifications of it and, and the um, the effects that can have on a broader democracy, it's quite exciting stuff, isn't it, to think of the possibility of one day having that in the UK. Yeah, I mean, that's what Make Votes Matters challenge is. We have to take this issue that is sounds to a lot of people like it's just a technicality and make it interesting and make it relevant to people's lives because that's the only way we'll ever be able to change it. Well, it's damn interesting and I don't think it could be more relevant, to be honest. I think this is priority numero uno for us as a democracy. And a thought occurred to me when you were speaking then, uh, given the specifics of our situation in the UK, where would the House of Lords fit in with this? Yeah, so maybe that's not it. Like I said, it's... uh, completely single issue. So we don't actually take any position on the House of Lords. Uh, right. So it could be that we have PR in the UK and keep the House of Lords. A lot of people say, well, if you're changing the voting system, you may as well change the House of Lords as well. So that might be the case. Uh, but yeah, Make Votes Matter doesn't really take a position. I suppose, though, that that's an issue that's a, that's a perfect example of the way proportional representation could have knock-on effects for other important issues to do with how our democracy functions in this country. 
Because the problem we've got at the moment is that the two major parties are so tangled in with the House of Lords and the Lord system and favours and all that sort of stuff as part of a kind of um, class. They're never going to approach that issue. But if we had PR, there would doubtlessly be a party for whom that would be uh, a manifesto issue and people could vote for that if they wanted to. Yeah, I think so. I mean, one of the big challenges with House of Lords reform is a lot of people have suggested it. A lot of people are in favour of it. But because the government is either you know one party or another that has basically total power over it, uh, any proposals from those governments tend to be quite self-interested. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. If we change the voting system for the House of Commons, there's no reason why we wouldn't then go on to change the House of Lords, maybe have another conversation about devolution or federalism, uh, maybe have, you know, a much more wide ranging discussion about democracy. Uh, but I think the electoral system for the House of Commons has got to be the key bit, because that's the bit that actually chooses the government. Yeah, that's a great point. And where is the campaign at right now, then? Right now. So um, we are, we've just come out of a kind of period of uh, flux. Uh, we had a really successful Labour conference at the end of last year, and now we're kind of regrouping and deciding what to do next. Uh, but we've got some exciting dates in the calendar. Uh, so at the beginning of June, we have our uh, National Action Day, uh, where there'll be events all across the UK. Um, you have to look up the details on our website. Which is uh, makevotematter.org.uk. I got it in yeah. front of me, so we'll give that a plug now. Great, yeah. Um, uh, we're also, so we're planning new events with our Alliance members. So we're hoping to do some like seminars and um, like panel events where we bring together kind of different people who you wouldn't expect to be talking about uh, PR, so like environmentalists maybe, or uh, women's rights groups, or uh, trade unionists. Um, again, making PR a bit more relevant to you know the issues that people care about. Uh, and then at the, I, I think there's an event coming up for Labour for a New Democracy, which people should also look up, um, launching their campaign within the Labour Party. So if any Labour members are listening, they should look up Labour for a New Democracy and get involved there because there's lots of exciting stuff. Uh, but yeah, on our website, there is so much going on um, and yeah, ways for people to get involved. Yeah, I second that. The website is really good, man. Uh, there's tons of information up there over at uh, makevotesmatter.org.uk. There's loads of cool videos and presentations and info and facts and figures and things you can get involved in. Yeah, I, I would really recommend anyone that's listened to this today uh, to, to go over to the website, have a good dig around. There's tons of cool information and loads of fun content up there. Um, so what can people do to directly get involved with this and to help and support and amplify what you guys are doing over at Make Votes Matter? Yeah, so uh, if you sign up on the website, you'll get all of our emails, which have loads of different ways you can help out. Uh, probably the biggest thing we're asking people to do at the moment is to join a local group. Uh, so that, like I said, local groups are up and down the country doing grassroots campaigning. Uh, we also really encourage people to write to their MPs. Um, we like we really want MPs to know that people care about this uh, because I think a lot of the time they assume people don't. Even if you think your MP will never support it and uh, they'll never even think about supporting it, it's worth writing a letter to them just so they know that you care and so that we can see what they say and reply. So we like to kind of 
kind of keep track of what yeah. MPs are saying. Um, it's a little bit embarrassing, but uh, I should also ask people to donate if you have uh, any spare money. Yeah, right? yep. the old classic. We all hate asking for money, but it's just got to be done, man. Unfortunately, this stuff costs money. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. We're a very small team at Make Roads Matter, but we kind of try and punch above our weight and make every pound count. So, um, yeah, if you've got any spare change, you can give us that is hugely appreciated always. I'm sure nobody will begrudge that, man. I mean, what you guys are doing is really, really important. You're working really hard. You're doing great stuff. And it's such an important issue that hopefully, having listened to this now, um, there's going to be many many new people that are going to come on board with this. And I'm sure they're not going to begrudge giving you guys a couple of pounds a month or a week or whatever it is to keep this campaign afloat. And there are lots of other ways people can get involved and support as well. I know times are really, really difficult for many people at the moment, so every penny does matter. But um, get on the website, join the social pages, spread the word is really important. You know, join the conversation, join the mailing lists, you know, write to your MP and get involved in all the other ways that Owen mentioned earlier. Definitely check out the website for loads of resources and, and find out other ways that you can get involved. But if you can spare some shekels, please do help the guys out. So before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to say to my gorgeous listeners before we sign off? Well, I mean, if anyone has any other questions or um, anything they'd like to know, the last thing has to be to plug the website. So makevotesmatter.org.uk. Um, and also just get in touch, email us. Um, yeah, we'd like to hear from people. There we go, folks. You've got an open invite from the kind folks that make votes matter. You can send them a message. If there's anything you're unsure about or if you've got any questions or queries, let them know and they will do their best to get back to you. Um, but man, I'm excited. I think this is uh, really like giving me a renewed sense of hope and optimism and excitement again at the uh, the prospect of actually having a, a, a democracy where there are so many different um possibilities and the prospect of actually being represented rather than being limited to the same old tactical voting for one of the two major parties, uh, both of whom are pretty much the same, you know, in, in most regards. So massive thanks to the guys at Make Votes Matter for raising awareness about this and for founding the campaign for proportional representation in the UK. And thanks to Mr. Owen Winter for coming on today and answering my questions and explaining to us all how it works. Thanks for everything you're doing. Uh, best of luck with the campaign and let's make this thing happen. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, man. Thanks for being with us today. There we go. What do you think about that? Super interesting stuff, yeah? That just makes so much sense to me. I don't see a problem with any of that. My gut is telling me that there's going to be super resistance to that from the powers that be because that's going to kind of, you know, completely ruin their game, isn't it? But hey, you know, crazier things have happened and nothing changes without public pressure, you know. So now you've got the information, you've got the website, you can dig in and, and further educate yourself on it. And with enough people making noise about this, then hopefully, if nothing else, we can normalize and popularize the idea to the point where it's just a no-brainer. And let me know what you think as well. Put it in the comments, man. You know, it'd be interesting. Maybe I've missed some stuff. And I tend to get a little bit carried away in these conversations. I get a bit excited, you know. Um, and then it's always afterwards. You think, oh, I didn't ask about this. I didn't ask about that. But that's just the nature of it, right? So uh, the whole point of this is to open up a debate and a conversation and to share some cool shit as I find it, you know. So uh, put your thoughts in the comments. You know what I mean? It's like, let's let's get this going. And, um, you know, if there's some other aspects to this or some other campaigns that people can get behind, then share it, man. It's, it's part of the public part of the public forum. Forum, you know? And on that note, I shall bid you farewell once again, my noble voyagers and truth seekers. 
I wish you all an awesome week, and I shall see you next week for another episode. Oh, by the way, have you subscribed to this goddamn thing yet? Come on, you freeloading bastards. Subscribe. Help a brother out here. Right, you've been told. (laughs) Right, love you guys. I'll see you next week. Have a good one.